Alright, so we can take our seats. Genesis chapter 24. We're going to be having a long read this morning. Genesis chapter 24. It's going to be a long read. Genesis chapter 24. Can we have it on the screen? Alright. Genesis chapter 24. We'll be reading verse 1 to verse 27. Praise God. I already told us the long read. Praise God. Are we ready? <clears throat> Clear your throat. <clears throat> Alright. Once ago, and Abram was old and was stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abram in all things. And Abram said unto his eldest servant of his house, that ruled over all that he had. Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, and the God of the earth, of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. For thou shalt go unto my country, and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure, the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring your son again unto the land from where thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware, and thou bring not my son thither again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house, and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that swore unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall set his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be cleared from, that, from this my oath. Only bring not my son thither again. And the servant put his tie under the, his hand under the tie of, his, of Abraham his master, and swear to him concerning that matter. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master, and departed for all the goods of his master where is in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, unto the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city, by a well of water, at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day, and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city, Come out to draw water. Let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I may drink. And she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels also. Let the same be she that you have appointed for thy servant Isaac. And thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. Verse 15. And it came to pass, before he had done speaking, that behold, Rebekah came out who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nao, Abraham's brother, with a picture upon her shoulder, and the dancer was fed to look upon a virgin. Neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well, and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her, and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water out of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she hasted, and laid down her pitcher upon her hand, and gave him drink. And when she had done giving, drink, giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also, until they have done drinking. 
And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again unto the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. And the man wondering at her held the peace to wait whether the Lord has made this journey prosperous or not. And it came to pass as the camels had done drinking that the man took a gold earring of half a shekel weight and took bracelets for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold and said, Whose daughter are you? Tell me, I pray thee, is there room in your father's house for us to lodge in? And she said unto him, I'm the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcal, which she bare unto Nahor. She said moreover unto him, We have both straw and provender enough and room to lodge in. And the man bowed his, down his head and worshipped the Lord. And he said, Blessed be the God of my master Abraham, who has not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. And his truth. I've I been in the way. The Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. Verse 28, And the damsel ran and told them of her mother's house this day. May the Lord bless reading of his words in Jesus' name. It's because of the brevity of time I have this morning. That's why I made us have that long read so I can just make reference, right, um, throughout the message. All right. So this morning in this particular edition of Romance Academy, we're speaking on the laws of marital attraction. The laws of marital attraction. The laws of marital attraction. That is, how to become and remain attractive to the man and woman of your dreams. So this morning, I'm not just speaking to singles or married. I'm going to be speaking to both. And I want us to listen very carefully this morning. The very first thing I want us to understand is that attraction is not a woman's thing or a woman's need. It is a human need. Did you hear what I just said? Because when we talk about attraction, some men might just begin to erroneously think that yes, women need to be attractive. <laughs> you know, so attraction is not a woman's thing, it's not a woman's need, it is a human's need. Every human being needs to work on their level of attractiveness. Whether in marriage or in the marketplace, this, some of these principles I'm going to be sharing this morning are principles that you can even contextualize in the workplace, right, and in business. And we need to understand that attraction is not beauty or charm. Even though beauty or charm can facilitate attraction, but it is not limited to that. So we need to have that basic understanding this morning. I'm also going to be using, most likely if time permits, Ruth and Esther as a case study. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 1 to 5, Apostle Peter was writing to the church and he said, Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. It says, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the air, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the art with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, the Bible says in former times, the only women who trusted in God also had done themselves, being submissive to their own husband. I know some circles have used the scripture, you know, to um, say that women are not supposed to use juries. But you need to understand that's not what the Bible is saying here. 
if you pay attention to what the Bible says, I think it's verse 2 or verse 3, it says, do not let your adornment be merely outward. Merely simply means don't let it just be, you know, something, the outward, you know, adornment. Don't let that just be your focus, right? So what that simply means in context is that that is important, but that should not be your only obsession. Is somebody hearing me this morning, right? So it shouldn't be your obsession. It's, the Bible is trying to make us understand here is actually giving us two types of attraction. Because attraction is two-dimensional. Number one is the extrinsic, that is the seen attraction. The one that appeals to the five senses, or we can call it the outward attraction. That's what the Bible was talking about, the wearing of gold, the arranging of the air, and the putting on of fine apparel. So it means even the Bible acknowledges that, right? But the second one, which you need to understand this morning, is the inward attraction, the intrinsic attraction, the unseen. And this is the one that appeals right to the soul. You need to understand that, you see, um, when people meet you, when they come in contact with you for the very first time, right, or maybe on a particular day, the first attraction, right, is usually extrinsic, right, the scene, the outward. But the consistency of for how long that relationship will last is largely dependent on the intrinsic attraction. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying this morning? Is, you say, you might appeal to someone's five senses in the immediate. But over time, if you don't appeal to their soul, you are going to lose that relationship. The attraction you got physically, outwardly, if you don't maintain it, right, by the intrinsic attraction, over time, that outward attraction will make no sense. I remember there was a time, you know, I, I, I was having a conversation with someone, you know, and um, at a particular time, I was having some, you know, um, relationship sessions, counseling sessions, right? Marketplace body therapy sessions, praise God. Alright, so, and I just noticed that a couple of um, um, women that were having physical abuse issues, we are beautiful women, you know, that, beautiful to all. You know, there are some that are beautiful, to, there are some men too that are attractive to some. But there are some people who just know that, ah, maybe God, that was the way Esther looked. You know, that's it. And maybe I should go into that this morning. Okay, let me just say this. If God made you attractive to one, ah, there is a reason for it. It's not to make men to fall or to make people to... <laughs> I came across this particular video during the course of the week. I don't know if you followed this particular, this particular guy. He was carrying egg. I saw it. The guy, all the egg broke. Ah, what's happening here? You know, so maybe the guy found the woman attractive. Eventually, he lost all the egg. So that's not the purpose of attraction, praise God. But you need to understand that attraction is what makes you noticeable. And you see, if you are not noticed as a single, as a married person, there are relationships you are trusting God for that you will never have. It is important to be noticed. You see, you should not get into any space and be lost in the crowd. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? That's why I've said this over and over again. An investment in your appearance is an investment in your destiny. An investment in your appearance is an investment in your destiny. Some people believe, is it, is that, is it that important? Yes, it is. 
That's why the Bible told us the kind of cloth Jesus wore before they ripped it off him when he was about to be crucified. If it were not that important, the Bible won't mention it. The Bible tells us that Joseph, right, changed his garment, changed his apparel before he appeared before Pharaoh. If it was not important, the Bible would not mention it. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? So there are two types of attraction. Number one is the outward, and number two, right, is the inward attraction. And on the long haul, it is the attraction of the soul that makes you retain the attraction that you got through charm or beauty. So what are the laws of attraction? What are the practical steps that you and I can take to ensure that in our relationships, in our marriage, as a single person, as a married person, you are able to attract the man or woman of your dreams, and as a married person, you are able to retain, right, the person you are married to. About the instances of people, right, that over the years, after the children left the house, the woman just decided to call the marriage quits because the reason why she stayed was not because the relationship really made sense. It was because they, of the children. And since what held them together, right, is no longer in the picture, there was no point retaining the relationship, right? And so you see, when something like that happens, the attraction was not lost overnight. It was, it was lost over time. So, you know, I've heard people say things like, when people come in contact, especially maybe when people get married, when people get married that... Um, over time, they lose attraction with each other. It is possible for you to keep, you see, you can be married to someone and you can have intimacy and still keep having attraction with that person. If you know the right things to do, let me have it. Hallelujah. All right. So if you know the right things to do. So the first law is the law of belief. The law of belief. And I want you to write that down. The law of belief. The law of belief. What does that mean? If you are going to be attractive as an individual, whether as a single, whether as a married person, you must work on your self-confidence. Very few things are as attractive as self-confidence. You see, oftentimes, some people believe that um, when they look down on themselves, when they try to be shy, you know, it means they are on... Oh, it might be a sign of low self-esteem. And low self-esteem and humility, they are not the same thing. And you need to understand that this morning. You see... Someone might be attracted to you through charm as a man or through beauty as a woman. But over time, one of the things that will help them or, 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 or one of the things that will help people to remain attracted towards you is self-confidence. Self-confidence. There is something about a confident man or woman that just makes them attractive. A strong belief in yourself. A strong belief. You know, many of us were raised to believe that respect it's not being able to look at someone in the eye. And I think I've told us that several times. It's a faulty African culture. You see, if you want to just look, look, you look down. It's not my shoes you are talking to. It is me. Look me in the eyes. It is not a sign of humility. That you can't look at someone in the eyes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is wrong programming and not bringing. Those kind of trainings actually programs us to have a low self-esteem. 
That's what the Bible says in Proverbs 23 and verse 7. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You see, nobody will say you are until you say I am. Nobody will call you something until you have referred and presented yourself to us as that particular thing. So as a man, as a woman, you need to understand that your self-confidence matters a lot. You need to believe in yourself. You need to be confident in yourself, in your ability, in your potentials. You see, you might begin to think, how does this make me attractive? It does. You might not know, but it does. You might not know, but it does. You see, people can smell confidence from a mouth. And they can smell no self-esteem from a mouth. And there are some people that are predators. Once they can sense that you have a low self-esteem, they will prey on that low self-esteem. They will prey on it. They will take advantage of it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, let me tell you this. Especially for all singles. You know, in the last three months, we've been focusing on married people. So I want to spend time with singles this morning. Is that fine? Married people, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay with that? Alright. So let me tell you this. As a single person, the quality of man or woman you attract is largely dependent on your self-confidence. There are some men that just look down on themselves and say, Oh, I'm someone like me. I cannot ask out that kind of babe. She's beyond my league. She may be beyond your league, but upgrade your league. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some women, she just look at some girl and you say, women are smarter. A woman wants to marry up. Most men want to marry down. Someone they can control. So when you now get to a place where God enlarges and increases you, that's why a lot of men now want to upgrade the wife. They will now realize that, ah, this wife is not matching my status. You don't marry for where you are. You marry for where you are going. I've noticed that a mistake a lot of singles make is that they go for low-hanging fruits. So that we not stress them. That, ah, if I just ask her out now, she says yes now. What's wrong with you? Some men don't even want to fight for what they believe should be theirs. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Guys in this house, are you listening to me? The fact that a lady says yes once might not mean that she's really saying no. So it says no once. The first time might not really mean that she's saying no. She might want to test your resolve. Ladies, am I right? If she says yes just like that, you will think she's cheap. She might like you and be tripping, but she doesn't know. It is not your responsibility to ensure that you'll find out maybe that yes, that that no can lead to a yes, or it is a no-no. Praise the Lord. So there are four levels of confidence. Number one is low self-confidence. Low self-confidence. Number two <laughs> is no self-confidence. There is low and there is no. Some people have a low self-confidence. Some people have no self-confidence. No self-confidence in the sense that they don't see themselves as being worthy of anything good. Or worthy of anyone good. If a guy asks them out, they consider it a privilege. Don't say her. We are addressing some things this morning. You see, there are some people that if a particular type of guy in a particular economic gap walks up to them, they will not even pray. They just say, ah, for this kind of guy to come to me. Yes, yes. <laughs> like I was watching, you know, I came across, um, so most times that's how I watch most movies, you know, when I just walk past TV. Also, when during the course of the week, I think it was um, this thing like, um, whatever, you know, 
And there was this particular lady who had a friend, you know, who has a friend. Oh, is he had now? It's a movie anyway, so we don't know if he's had or had. <laughs> so the guy, you know, it was her birthday. So the guy gave her a box. So she was already saying, ah, and her friend, you were already overexcited. It was earrings. She thought it was proposal ring. Overexcited, she was, ah. The proposal ring, the guy is sitting down. He wants to ask you out. He will do it in a better way. Praise the Lord. So the overexcitement may be something like that, may be a sign of lack of self-confidence. Let me tell you this, especially as ladies, huh? have a, have, you must have a good self-confidence. Don't offer yourself on a platter of gold. The way we, you see, the way you, how do I put it now? The way you present yourself is the way people treat you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Someone cannot ask you out today, the next day. Or maybe someone just got to meet you, just got your number. You are even the one asking, can I come and visit you? What's wrong with you? The excitement will be there, but contain it. Number three is high self-confidence. And sometimes it's synonymous to pride. Some people in the name of confidence, high self-confidence, they are just proud, obnoxious. They are just like... Mm-hmm. Me, you, you uh, missy war, you were saying me. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you to me, ah, ah, no, 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 no. You should know your class and your level. <laughs> Who gave you your class? <laughs> Number four is healthy self confidence. So you should have a healthy self confidence, not pride, not low self confidence, not no self confidence. Right, in case somebody's at me, I have self-confidence. Let me show you some signs of low self-confidence. <clears throat> some signs of low self-confidence. It's doing whatever it takes to be noticed, even if you're uncomfortable with what you are doing. Somebody hear what I'm saying? That's one of the ways you know if you have a low self-confidence. Some people must always do what is trending. They may not be comfortable with that trend, though. Huh? But at me too, I must trend, I must trend. It's a sign of low self-esteem. Because you feel you must just feel among. You must be like everybody. You must do what everybody is doing. You must be noticed at all costs. It's a sign of low self-esteem. Number two, right, is talking down on yourself or looking down on yourself. Or maybe I should say talking down on yourself and looking down on yourself. Talking down on yourself or looking down on yourself is a sign of low self-confidence. Number next, right, is believing you are not good enough. Believing you are not good enough. Let me tell you this. I'm not telling you to stay where you are, but you are good enough for the person you will spend the rest of your life with, at least to start. You know, see, if you are short, you don't need to be taller. If you are dark, you don't need to be lighter. You are good enough. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? And if you are light, you don't need to suntan. <laughs> you are just good enough. Am I making sense this morning? You are just good enough. Another sign of low self-confidence, right, is wishing you were like others. Or wishing you were like your friends. Comparison. Sometimes we compare ourselves to others. Not knowing that those people are also comparing themselves to us. Ah! How I wish. You know, I remember years ago, our friends, you know, ministry friends, you know, who <clears throat> operate in, you know, um, in the supernatural spectacularly. You know, because some people don't believe that something supernatural has happened. Until people are falling and all those things, you know. <laughs> so all those things are valid. There's a place for it, right? 
But if you are waiting only for physical things to happen before you be, that's why I said spe- um, supernatural spectacularly. You know, so years ago I used to be intimidated. You know, I have this particular friend, and he does like this. People just, ah. I just like, is it that God did not call me? Tell me, I've been doing like this, like nobody's falling down. Now, what's happening? <laughs> you know, so I was just wondering, but, ah, God, if you can just give me this kind of anointing. Just give, you know, what day we were now talking, and it was like, ah, Pastor Kim, you can teach you. If I can just teach like this, ah. So look at the person and say, if I can just do like this. <laughs> you know, so at that point, just I say, the best thing is be comfortable in your skin. There are people God has sent me to, and there are people that God has sent him to. I might not be able to reach his people. He might not be able to reach the people I am sent to. Over the years, I've come to realize that God has called me principally to deal with people's way of thinking. And if your mind can change, your life will change. But if you fall, you rise, your life might not change. You still need the work of the mind to retain whatever you got when you fell down. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So when you start comparing yourself, what happens is that you will lose what you have and you might not eventually get what you are comparing yourself to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So please pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. The second law of attraction is the law of clarity. The law of clarity. The law of clarity. As a single, you must know what you are looking for. If you ask the average person, you know, who wants to get married, they say, what kind of person are you looking for? Say, a God-fearing man. That's not clear. God-fearing man. What does that mean? A God-fearing man. Even the devil wants a God-fearing man. <laughs> you don't know that the devil also goes to God's presence. Job chapter 1. The Bible says God was having a meeting with his sons. And the devil appeared there and God didn't chase him out. So even the devil understands. So God-fearing is too vague. It's too vague. You see, you need to ask yourself, what kind of a person am I naturally attracted to? What kind of a people am I, do I gravitate to? I've always told, you know, people, especially men, as a guy, over the years, if they are serious and you know what you are looking for, we should see a similarity between the kind of people you get attracted to. And if you have had relationships in the past, there should be a similarity. You can't date one tall person today, date another short person tomorrow, date a light person tomorrow. It means you are confused. There are some particular type of people that you should be seeing. And you need to be clear about it. If there is a desire in your heart, most times it is God that puts it there. The people that will find attractive, right? Someone else might not find my wife attractive. Do you understand what I'm saying? Somebody, this one is too, I don't know whatever it might be too, whatever. But for me, she's just, do you understand what I'm saying? For someone might look, see, some of you that you want to, God has made you to be chubby. In your DNA, everybody is fat. You just want to slim by force. That is what some people are looking for. I remember I used to have a friend who said, How can I marry a lady that is slim? I said, Oh, woman, you need your. My money will not show. <laughs> he said, My money will not show. Now people will just think I'm not taking care of my wife. I said, She needs to be. <laughs> I said, I'm going to help you. You know, so you need to know what you're looking for. As a guy, as a lady, write it down. What do I want? But many people are just trusting God for what they don't even they can't recognize. What you are trusting God for, if he hits you in the face, can you recognize it? One of the things I did, right, before I got married, I wrote down what I wanted. I wrote, you see, you have to be clear about it. And when you are writing it, don't have somebody in mind. You know, that's what some people do. You are already tripping for a girl or a guy. You know, you know, now they're writing the qualities of the guy. You, know? you are just deceiving yourself. 
ask yourself from the depths of your soul, what kind of a person do I want? You have to be clear about Because you can't attract what you are not clear about. Am I making sense this morning? Clarity is the key to manifestation. And clarity comes with documentation. That's why you need to write this list. Number three is the law of location. The law of location. The law of location. Haven't clarified what you are looking for. Hmm? You now need to ask yourself, where can I find this type of people? There are some type of people you will never find in certain places. Am I making sense? Aha. Uh-huh. So when you are clear about the kind of person you are looking for, you now have to ask yourself, where can I see this type of people? Where? 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 Certain fruits thrive in certain places. Huh? There are no strawberries in Lagos. There are no mangoes in London. There is no Agbaluma in Los Angeles. If you are looking for Agbaluma, where do you Niger. So you cannot be looking for an Agbaluma kind of guy. And you are in London. You shall not find him. God made places before he made people. So did the Bible. Places are so important in the plan and agenda of God. The Bible says when God called Abraham, why didn't God make him a father of many nations in his father's house? God said, no, if that is ever going to happen, you have to leave this place and go to another place. So you need to ask yourself, the kind of person I'm looking for, where is he? The problem with many Christians huh, is, so for instance, you, are a so, you, are, you, are, you, you like someone that is social. And the only place you come is church. You don't go for social events. Where will you meet that kind of person? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Where will you meet? If you are looking for a church person, the only place you can find the person is convention. Conference. That's where you meet that kind of person. I met my wife at the conference because I was looking for a church girl. I was clear. But a church girl that's not too religious. That's practical in her approach. So there was a particular kind of conference where I found her. Because there are conferences that there are conferences. There are conferences where you go to kill demons. You can't find my kind of wife there. So you need to be clear about these things. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are places, let me tell you, some, some of us, huh? you are always waiting, guys and ladies, you're always waiting for the day you will be double before you go on dates. See, find out, so you say, there are some type of people that go to a type of restaurant. There are some people you will not find in KFC. There are some people you will not find in Mr. Biggs. For life. Uh, beyond, I can't remember the last time I walked into those. I, see, there are some people that there are, there are, you know, there are restaurants and there are restaurants. Aha. There are people that the only place you will see them because they are waiting for a business partner, their business partner to have a business discussion. You can only find them at the business lounge of Marriott. That's the only place you can see them. And you are on the mountain, you will not meet them. But you know, many of us just say, ah, if I just go, just go, you see, let me tell you this. They, you look at, don't go there and be pricing, you see, Coke. Two, five. They say, eh? Because I'm around 150. Mm-hmm. It's because of the kind of person you want to meet. So you have to upgrade your thinking. I remember on my birthday, you know, I just told my wife, I said, oh, let's go to Mario. So that's like, ah, I usually said, let's go. You know, there was someone that met that you will never, in fact, if you meet him on the street, you can never greet him. He just walked up me. I'm not a picture kind of person. My wife took a picture. I called and said, no, no, I'm not taking a picture. I was forming purpose. <laughs> I said, let me take the picture. 
I could never have met that kind of person on the street. Even if I meet him, I can't approach him. Let me tell you, there are many, not even many, all are Nigerian politicians. Huh? People meet them like this, one on one. They come to the house, they sit down, and they drink gari together overseas. So there are some people that deliberately travel at some particular time of the year. You know, House of Rep, now they've gone on break. Do you think they will stay in Nigeria? You want to meet somebody like that for a government contract? Huh? You will find out where they will go on vacation and go to. You get what I'm saying? You will meet them in the train at the bus stop because the yeah, their protocol does not follow them. What's happening? <laughs> and there yeah, they can't say they are busy. You are not busy. We are standing here together. So ask yourself, sit down. Where can I find the kind of person I'm looking? A lot of us just pray, pray, pray. Even God is advanced. You are in your house. You are expecting somebody to come and no. You see, and some of us, the kind of jobs we do, you work very, go, leave the house very early, come back very late in the night, and you don't have a social life. It's not the devil. You may be the devil. Go out. When you have free time, go out. Meet people. Socialize with people. Find out, be clear about the kind of person you want, and look for where those kind of people go to. I hope that is clear enough. Next is the law of growth. The law of growth. The law of growth. The law of growth. You see, you need to develop so you've clarified the kind of person you want to attract, right? The question you now need to ask yourself is what qualities will that person find attractive? Because that person you like, there is a kind of person they also like. So what kind of person will that person be attracted to? So, <laughs> maybe what kind of person will that person be attracted to intellectually, spiritually, physically, uh, mentally? Look, at not just that this is what I want, this is what I want. That thing or that person you want, will that person want you when they see you? You know, one of the things, let me just spend time with married people for some few seconds. One of the mistakes people make in marriage is after they have attracted and they have gotten married, Huh? They stop growing in the marriage. Let me tell you all married people, listen to this. Because I don't want to repeat it twice. Never allow your spouse to outgrow you. Your spouse cannot be growing. Are you just... See, that is how people lose attraction in marriage. So, your husband or your wife says, ah, I just met this person, I just met that. Just... They are meeting correct people. You, you are not meeting anybody. Wow. One day they will start talking. When they start talking, you, when you respond, they will realize there is a gap in thinking. And before you know it, they will stop talking to you. And attraction and intimacy grows through communication. So they will start looking unconsciously for people that they can communicate with. And before you know it, you have started losing attraction. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the fact that you are married doesn't mean you should stop growing. So as singles, develop the qualities that the kind of person you are looking for has. As a married person, don't stop growing. Because people like, you see, most likely if you've been married for a while, you'll realize that the person you were married to is not the person you are married to now. Am I right? The person has changed. So the question is, have you changed to match their level of change? It's a good question you need to ask. So, for instance, if you marry a guy when he was broke, busted, and disgusted, <laughs> and now 
God has blessed him. It's not the same guy. It's not. And you'll be very ignorant. You keep thinking it's the same guy. You know, so, uh, when we drank Gary together. He's no longer drinking Gary. You now have to relate to the king name, not the pauper you met. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? And that's the mistake of uh, See, uh, I drank Gary with you. He has forgotten that. Don't keep taking him to his past. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And this too. Maybe when you married her, she was, maybe she didn't have to have a job. And she was struggling in her career. Now she's rising on the corner. No, relate with her, with her lifting. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are places I go to with my wife, and it's a territory. I'm like, oh, son, son, I don't relate with her. I don't say that with you. No, I also relate. I don't relate with her as just a husband or a pastor. I relate with her as who she is. Somebody else saying that's mistakes of people. You now go to the public. You still want to be relating with that person. So next time they will not want to take you out because you diminish what God has done in their life in the presence of the people that honor them. Am I making sense this morning? The law of growth. You need to grow. You need to grow. You need to grow. You look at Abraham's servant. The Bible, you see, Bible tells us he was looking for a particular kind of person, someone that was hospitable. Right? Someone that was industrious. There was something he was looking for. There was something he was looking for. He was clear about it. And you see, Rebecca was not the only person in her father's house. But she was different. It means over the years she had grown. She had grown. Okay? Number five is the law of attitude. The law of attitude. The law of attitude. Your attitude is your interpretation and response to the events of life. You look at this lady. She came to the, uh, uh, to the place. You see, okay, going back to the law of location, you see what the Bible says about Abraham's servant. The Bible says he went to the well. Because the Bible says that is where the daughters of that community, they come to. So he knew where single ladies go to. Oh, boss, you are single, you want to marry? Everybody around you are married. It's married men that will be asking you out. No, it's not the truth. Am I making sense? Some of you, you are married. So the law of attitude, look at someone like Rebecca. You see, the Bible says that even Abraham's servant was amazed. The Bible says he held Jesus. Said, ah, you mean God has just answered my prayer like that? The Bible said he held his peace. He saw the attitude of this lady. Good attitude. Do you know what it means to feed one camel? Because camels, the way they are structured, they have like a container. That's why they use them in the desert. So they just don't feed camels water. For na- they, are, they are feeding them for what they can store for the next four days. And the Bible says that Abraham's servant went with ten. And she did it with a good attitude. She didn't plan to do that. Did you know that she didn't even know the kind of person? Because it was a servant. He didn't know the kind of person he was. Because the Bible says the guy stayed at the day and was just watching. Ah, for real? Attitude. Don't be obnoxious. Some of us, we are too, we are too, we are too, you have not gone anywhere. Nobody can talk to you. For a guy, it's a problem. For a woman, it's a mighty problem. 
just you know people just you see let me tell you you can give off a you can you can create a frequency a vibe around you like an aura yeah that's the word that you know you can't come close to me like you know people like you you are beneath me you need to be careful you are not creating those kind of vibes you might not know but people sense those things people sense those things people send those things you see all, and one of the ways you will know if you are giving off that vibe is look at it when you are in a social setting Right? Maybe people are, you know, connecting, meeting people. Do people walk up to you to want to meet you? I'm just being honest with us. If people don't always come to you, it might be that you are creating or presenting. It could be body language. Like, back off. And some people think, I'm, I'm, I'm presenting myself for big boys. Let me tell you this. Or big girls. The same vibe that is driving up, you see, Abraham's servant was, he was the master of the servants of Abraham. He was not an ordinary servant. He was a big boy servant, as it were. Huh? No, there are servants and there are servants. You saw this stuff that, that trended a couple of well, weeks ago. Huh? The person opening the door, somebody opening the door for the person opening the door. <laughs> so <they> are, <laughs> you know, there are drivers that have drivers. I hope you know. So Driving is not a beneath job. So it's a career. No, it's true. You see, let me tell you this. If you are driving a billionaire, will you be a pauper? Do you know the kind of people you will meet in the circle of billionaires? Even if they are not paying you millions per month, the social capital alone is enough to change your life. So some people don't think Christ. Ah, driver, ma, ah, driver, ah, driver. The question is, why are you driving? Just be driving the right person. You drive. I'm really watching the time. Praise God. You know, so attitude it matters. Attitude matters. It matters a lot. Even as a married person, attitude matters. Some people, the reason they don't have quality relationships in their life, you are. Let me tell you this: as a couple, if you don't have friends, you have attitude problem. If your only friend is your spouse, you have an attitude problem. I'm just being honest with you. You can't be because I'm married now. I can't have friends. It's an attitude. You see, you might not know. That's why God has sent me to you this morning. You have an attitude problem. You have. And let me tell you this: you cannot be attractive if you have an attitude problem. People avoid people with bad attitudes. They say your attitude determines your altitude. That is how you rise in life. There are some just good basic attitudes to cultivate. You know, be personable. Be hospitable. Like people. Everything you will accomplish in this life, it will come through people. No, I just don't like people around me. Ah, You don't like greatness around you. You don't like miracles. You don't like progress. You don't like jobs. Let me tell you, the best of jobs is not gotten through CV. It's gotten through reference. So don't like people. Don't worry. I'll be trusting God for jobs. Don't like people. What you're also saying is, I don't like jobs. I don't like prosperity. I don't like advancement. Let me tell you this. The best deals are, are not made in the boardroom. They are made at social settings. In the evening. Eh? The guy, eh, can't do it. Ah, okay, I'm not worried. me contact. Give me his contact. Don't worry, I'll call him. Eh, you can supply. Ah, don't worry. Tomorrow, I'll send you a proposal. You, you resume 8 o'clock. You have, you have packaged your proposal. They have seen the real one yesterday. But you don't like it. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Can't you stay in your house? It's one of the ways you will know if you don't like people is that you are always at home. And people don't you. don't go out and people cannot visit you. You are a monk. They say, no, I just like being indoors. Ah, it's not good. You see, I can tell you because I used to be like that. It's not a good thing. My life started changing when I started working on that attitude. I'm serious. I was a young man with so much potential, but very big failures. I'm serious. I was just looking, what's happening? What's happening? You know, when you look at yourself, I'm more than this. What's happening? It was attitude. Some people are giving so much revelation. No matter the revelation God gives you in your house, you still need to go out to fulfill it. Some people just stay with God. Thank you. Oh, God told me. Fantastic. So how will it happen? God told you, it's not God that will do it. It will happen through people. Even Jesus needed people. Have a good attitude. Have a good attitude. A negative attitude destroys everything. Okay, let me just say that. Maybe some positive attitude you need to develop is teachability. 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 Next, patience. Also, submission to authority. These are good attitudes. Some people, nobody can correct them. Somebody, nobody can control them. <laughs> so, no, somebody now be telling me what to do. Yes, somebody has to tell you what to do. You think you are that smart, you are not. Let me tell you this. The smartness you think you have, if you are truly that smart, you would have left where you are. That's what I always tell myself. I should have left where I am if I'm that smart. So I need smarter people to control me. In the sense that I want to do something, say, no, 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 don't do that one first. Do this one first. But in your own, you have cooked it up. Ah, this one, do this one, do this one, do this. But when you talk to people that know more, they say, ah, no, 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 do this one first. And they will, not, they will only say it once. It is wisdom for you to receive it. Let me tell you this. One thing I've come to realize uh, about successful people and true mentors is they don't instruct. They only counsel. You are the one that must now receive the counsel as an instruction. My mentors don't tell me that. No, I can't. No, no, no. They say, ah, I feel you should. Because you don't want to override your will. Gratitude, friendliness, courteousness. Some people, the bad attitude we have is we don't know how to greet people. We don't know how to greet. How can you enter a place and not greet people? It's a bad attitude. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You may not like it, but I'm here to deliver you this morning. Deliverance is not only when you fall and you are rolling and spitting saliva. No. Deliverance is when your mind is changing. You can't be a member of the gateway church and you don't know how to greet people. And we have a problem with it. I'm a new problem. Oh, I'm a new problem. No, what, 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 what is your bank account? What have you achieved with your life? That your mouth is too heavy, you can't say good afternoon, good evening, good... Who are you? Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Look at your neighbor and greet your neighbor. Ah, greet well. I'm looking at all of you. 
Okay. So you have done that now. Praise God. Check your account balance. Has it reduced? Some people, the way they conduct themselves, if I greet this person, they will remove 15 from my... They will debit. I greet another person, debit. Greet another debit. Ah, it doesn't remove anything. You see, when you greet people, it makes you attractive. People like you. Yeah. That girl, she greets people. She just smiles. My fan, because I'm the only guy and the last child. I knew that whoever was going to marry me would go through a lot of things. Not just nuclearly. Extended. <laughs> but you know what made my family to fall in love? Even my uncles. See, now my, one of my hands is called grandma. He just said, Ah! Erisha! That is, once he just said, Ah! Aki's wife! Erisha! That is, he just be laughing. How do you get angry with somebody like that? As you're angry, she's already. <laughs> How do you get angry? How do you get angry after that? Some of you just be angry, you'll be squeezing your face as if you are carrying the weight of the world on your shoulder. Greet, greet. Those are good attitudes. It doesn't cost you anything, but it pays. Don't just enter a place like a ghost. Because if a ghost enters, we don't know. Because the ghost can speak, but we can't hear. So what I'm trying to say is, when you say you greet people and can't hear, you are dead. If I greet that you didn't hear, then you didn't greet well. We should hear you. Because if you are hungry, and you say I'm hungry, you will say it audibly. Also, smile. Smiling is a good attitude. Smiling. I'm just I don't like smiling. Learn it. I didn't like smiling. Some people, they are natural, their smiling face is still a frown. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> one of the things I learned, I used to have that problem. Until one day I read a particular book, and it was a spiritual book written by a bishop. And he just spoke about smiling. It was like three lines. He said, if you have the frowning face, practice smiling in front of the mirror. I said, hey, so one can practice smiling. So I tried it. So I literally crafted my smile. That's why if you look at my pictures, there's a way I smile. I'm not a natural smiling person. But to learn it. I'm just giving someone an idea. This one. Everybody say, you're not smiling. Learn it. Stand in front of you. Which one is fine? And create your signature smile. You see, not smiling doesn't make you spiritual. Some people think, if I'm smiling too much, they will think the Holy Ghost is not... <laughs> Praise God. Even God, the Bible says, "He that sits in the heaven shall laugh." Even God is laughing. Who are you not to laugh? The man controlling the universe. You have not even controlled local government. <laughs> Next is law of industry. As I begin to rush this morning, law of industry. Have you gained anything this morning? Law of industry. Law of industry. What attracted Abraham's servant, right, to that young woman was industry. What does that mean? Diligence. Work ethic. Hmm. See, I know sometimes singles, we could be very delusional in our definition of love. Don't worry, we, we love each other, we will make it work. In marriage, work ethic matters. That lady that our work ethic does not really matter to you now. 
You call her 10 a.m., 11 a.m., she's still sleeping. 3 a.m., she's resting. 5, she's taking a nap. In marriage, it will be a major issue. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And ladies, not just, not just for ladies, even guys. That was one of the things that Abraham's servant prayed for. He said, someone, a woman that will... Because he knew that it was not easy. How will a woman, she just came to fetch water for her household. Now give me water, give all my camels water. It was a tall order. But when he started seeing it manifest, he himself was surprised. Could it be that God has answered my prayer just like that? You mean there are women like this? As a single, as a married person, if you want to maintain your level of attraction or increase it, you must have a good work ethic. On the long run, nobody truly likes a lazy person. Any little thing, you are tired. What have you done? I'm tired. Diligence, industry. When you are industrious, there's a way it makes you attractive. You know, I see so many counselors growing up about her because, like as I told you earlier, I was the only girl and the last child. One of the things my mom drummed into my ear, ah, huh? into my school, as in it was, it was so normal to me. Was never to, I've never, not even, I've never dated a lazy person, even before I met my wife. No matter how beautiful, that you should be dripping beauty like this. I can never be attracted to you if you are lazy. Never. Your beauty makes no sense to me. If you don't have something you are doing, it's not that you are out of a job. You just don't like work. Because I grew up seeing women with strong work ethic. Some people believe that they should just sit down and be taken care of. What's that? Can you just see that in the Bible? Check out the women in the Bible that the Bible mentions and refers to. They had, they were people that were doing something. They had strong work ethic. You look at somebody like Ruth. The Bible says when she came back to Israel with her mother-in-law, the next day the Bible says she went to the field to glean. That was an hot job, but she would rather do an odd job than sit down at home. Can't give us details of the council because it's not necessary. But what for? They were. <laughs> What's in my my tribal language? How to recognize a little woman from a mile? You just ah no 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 this one. Hmm. And also, as a woman, don't marry a lazy man. That man you are tripping for. When you get married, that laziness will get you angry. And you will start fighting. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let lazy people marry lazy people. May God help them. But you can't be someone, we have invested so much in you, prayed for you, poured all on you, lay hands, anointed your hand. The only thing you know anointed is your feet. I'm not going to marry somebody rascal that has no passion for the future. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your parents did not send you to school or you did not, they are the one that sent your school or sent yourself to school or whatever you are doing. That investment was not made with, on you or in you to end up anyhow. And if they are the lazy person, work on it. You see, I know the average Nigerian woman believes that somebody will just go, come and marry me off and spoil me silly. Let me tell you this. It sounds romantic when you are dating. In marriage, men value women that can bring something to the table. Don't let anybody kid you. Your money might not be needed, but it gets home and things have been sorted. Not like you want to buy sugar, that you are. Maggie, that you are. Pure water, that you are. 
You just realize that the guy will just say he needs to sleep in the office for two days. There is a job they need to do and they need to be in the office. For, it will not become, you will just see that excuse will start showing up. Jackpa. <laughs> Before you kill him. <laughs> Law of industry. Law of industry. Very important. And don't see, see, one of the ways you recognize a person that is diligent huh, is that they are not ashamed to do small things. If you are too small, if you are too big for a small job, you are too small for a big job. I hear what I'm saying. The Bible says, whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it. With all your might. While you are still waiting for the desirable, do the available. Do the available. Don't just say, I know, I've, I've not gotten the job of my dreams. You may never get a job of your dreams if you keep sitting down and you are doing nothing. Because people want to employ you, they are not stupid. When they check your CV, they see graduation year and they see the time you came. Ah, what happened? It lasts three years. They say, I was looking for a job. Ah, they know you don't have a strong work ethic. Next, as I round up this morning, is law of favor. Law of favor. There is a place of favor. And every man, every woman is to always ask God for favor. Favor before those who matter. Favor before... You see, Esther wanted to go before the king, who was her husband, yet she asked for favor. As a man, you can lose favor with your wife. As a woman, you can lose favor with your husband. As a single, you can lose favor with people. And if you don't have favor, nobody will be attracted towards you. Favor, it matters. Whether you are single, whether you are married, it goes a long way. Next is law of generosity. Don't be a perpetual taker. Be a giver in your relationships. As a single, as a married person, always think of how to hide, not how to take. And last but not the least is the law of appearance. 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 Hmm. Appearance goes a long way. How you smell. It matters. I hear what I'm saying. Don't just be taking a shower without soap. Use soap. Huh? We are adults here. Shave armpits. Use roll-on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God created your body to secrete things that are not necessary. Huh? Don't wear the same undershirt. Underclothes. Don't wear it more than once. It's a coro. It is smelly. You are the one not smelling it because you are already used to your own smell. So you can't smell it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I want you to meet people that has a get close. Ah, you've been admiring the best as a got close. Ah. <laughs> you just this smell. As a man, don't wear a shoe without polishing it. A leather shoe. We should not see smear on your shoe. No, it's not right. Be that detailed. Don't wear a wrong food shirt. There's no light in your house. Go and iron at your neighbor's place. You can't tell people that there is no light in your house. Be deliberate about your appearance. It goes a long way. Be deliberate. Look at what the Bible says about Abraham's servants when he saw Rebecca. He said she was fear to look upon. She was going to fetch water. Yes, she was looking good. Who dresses well to the well? Have you ever thought about it? That's why I made us read all those scriptures. Go back home and read it. The Bible says she was, she was good to look upon. You see, Abraham's servant saw and said, Ah, this girl came to the world. She's this dressed. Wow. There are some things you should, you should remove from your wardrobe. If something is already too tight for you, give it out. Don't say, mm, What she size? What she lay? I know. You can't. It's already too tight. Give it away. Wear what looks good on you. Don't just wear what is trending. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't just wear what is trending. It's not everything that is trending that looks good on you. My wife, you can't force my wife to wear something if she's not comfortable in it. I've wasted when we just got married. I wasted money. I said, No, I like that high issue. I will buy it. She will wear it for photo shoots, and that's all. I said, That's true. I wear it. I wear it. I said, See, my leg is always vibrating. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I bought shoes. Buy your own shoe that you are comfortable with. That's good self esteem. Because the shoe is trending now, I must wear it. Some of us, if nakedness is trending now, we start walking naked. And let me tell you this, attraction is not the same thing as seduction. When you are seductive in your appearance, you will attract predators. People want to take advantage of you. Say, ah, So when they are saying, Omolodun, sweet girl. What do they, why are they saying that? There is something, there is already an expectation. You are market that they want to. They are not thinking. See, that's why you know I dated this person. He's not doing it again. He has gotten what he wanted. You didn't sell marriage. You sold sex. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? We are in the house of God. Is it okay to say the truth? So, see, dress well. In, see, let me just say this. Let your appearance command respect. Let you, every time you want to step out of your house, ask yourself, if someone sees me, will they respect me? Not if someone sees me, will they be... Not, not if we, 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 they want, you understand what I'm saying? I saw a video on Instagram lately. In fact, I think now they should be putting on some wedding invitation. 18 plus. What people wear to weddings now is live pornography. Bridesmaids! Also, they were the parents of the people married. Ah, I trust Baba Kintola. He will, if my daddy doesn't do it, my mom will. She will walk all of you out of that hall. I saw a particular, in fact, the only thing we didn't see were the genitals of the bridesmaid. I said, I was just like, Kiloku, you don't even need to wear anything on that. Just walk into the hall like this. And if you ask them, they will say they can find a guy there. You know, part of the groomsmen too. You know, maybe they can connect. A guy that connects with you based on your tie. We only want your tie, not your brain. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for the seed of your word that has been sown in our hearts. We thank you because the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God abides forever. As we have heard your word this morning, give us the grace to be a doer of the same. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. All right, do we have? All right. Praise God. We should have ended the service by now because of prophetic repositioning. Don't worry. I've gotten the messages. Okay, so is it possible to be attracted only to his qualities rather than his physical look? Which is more important? They are both important. When you wake up in the morning, you will not see quality. It's a face you will see. When I wake up in the morning, I don't see my wife's quality. There is something I see. So You must be attracted to what you see. The face. They say all this idea of God told me to marry you, but I don't like you is a demonic thing. Don't fall for it. I find it difficult to maintain conversations with people I just met. I'm not a friendly person, but when people come close, I don't know how to keep the relationship or maintain conversations. What do I do? Buy and read the book How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. How to Win Friends and Influence People. The book is very practical, it will help you. All right. Why is some why are some married couples why is some married couples when they initially marry 
the close friends. Okay, but when they start bearing children, the friendship stops drastically. Uh, because they didn't, they didn't work on their relationship. See, something brought you together. That thing that brought you together, you must keep it. And because a lot of people prioritize children, you see, children are part of your family. They are not a part of your marriage. Marriage is between a man and a wife. You made a covenant with each other. Those children did not make a covenant with you. It might take a while, but one day they will leave you. So you don't live for children. You live for your spouse and take care of your children. If your female is sexually active, I don't understand, to you or seducing you on this. Lord, I didn't get this. Maybe you should help me. I didn't get, I didn't, I can't see that writing correctly. All right. How do I help my girlfriend who is fighting low self-esteem issues? She talks down on everything that has to do with her own, with even her business. She will make something and end up destroying it because she believes it's not good enough. Alright, so this is actually a topic on its own. It's not something I can address now. But um, you see, the thing about low self-esteem is the person must realize they have a low self-esteem and they must be willing to work on it. You can't make someone to have a good self-esteem if they have not gotten to that point where they want to work on it themselves. Right? And whoever the person is, you know, that person really, anybody, if you are dealing with low self-esteem in this house, please, work on it. Get books on how to develop a good self-esteem because it will limit you in life. I used to have a low self-esteem. I used to, years ago, you know, Ah, send out the maid. Okay, if a person has a maid that is sexually attracted to him, send out the maid. Even Abraham ah, sent out a guy. And God agreed with his decision. She was a maid. See, there is nothing you are looking for that the answer is not in the Bible. The Bible says, even with the son, Abraham gave him gifts and sent him away. And the mother. And God took it. See, God will take, don't be a God in people's life. God will take care and sort everybody out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, if somebody is attracted to you under your roof, even if he's not made, even if he's in law, even if he's friend, anybody attracted to you, apart from your spouse, should be out of the house in 24 hours. Celebrate the Lord Jesus.